You've probably heard about biohacking your diet, biohacking your weight, your brain, your creativity, your performance. But what about biohacking your sex life? Well, in this episode, we are putting on our nerd glasses, we're pulling up our suspenders, and we are diving in to all the ways to maximize your pleasure, increase your penis size, yes, truly, and get your body into a place where your sexual health is maintained your entire life. You guys, I'm talking maintaining erections for the ladies, staying wet throughout your entire life. We want to be those people who are 75 years old and are still getting after it. All right, welcome back to The Naked Connection, the show that supports driven men to build deeper connections and have better communication and sex. What's up, you guys? It's me, Kirsten, and I am on a mission to create a world where everyone is having epic sex and experiencing deep connections. And today, we are not alone. Susan Bratton is here to share all of the tools, the knowledge, the expertise to truly biohack your way to epic sex. Susan is a sexual biohacker and really a leading sex educator to millions. She's been doing this work for decades and she has helped over 30,000 men regain their sexual performance in midlife and beyond. She's freaking fierce. So let's get after it. A quick message before this episode goes any further. About 65% of people who listen to this podcast on audio platforms like Spotify and Apple haven't yet hit the follow button. If I could ask a favor of you, please could you go hit that follow button on your app now. It helps the show more than I could possibly say. And the bigger the show gets, the better the guests and the access to resources to make the show amazing can become. Thank you and enjoy. Susan Bratton, welcome to The Naked Connection. It's really an honor for you to be with the audience and, and myself. It's an honor. We are kindred spirits. We both like to help men pleasure yeah. their partners even better. So let's get that done today. <laughs> perfect, perfect. And knowing that we were going to have this conversation for everyone that's listening, Susan has, she's truly ultimately a walking encyclopedia of how to have amazing <laughs> sex. And I was like, where can we go today? And you've been talking about something that I haven't seen many people dive into yet. And it's this space of really biohacking our sex life and our love yeah. life. So I would love if you could share how we can start to do that in a natural way. Yes. Yeah. Hacking is a term that came out of the anti-aging and longevity world. And it's kind of merged with regenerative medicine. Now, the, you know, the use of like Gaines Wave and Femi Wave to, you know, Gaines Wave for men to stimulate new penile tissue using penis pumps or vacuum erection devices to pull more blood flow into the penis to keep atrophy at bay and then go even further to what I call that regenerative, like. You're biohacking when you're keeping atrophy at bay. When you get atrophy and you want to reverse it with a penis pump, with gains waves, things like that, then you're doing regenerative therapy. And then once you get it all working the way you want it, sometimes you want to go beyond maybe the size that you were. Maybe you're five inches, you want to go six, or you're six and you want to go seven or what have you if you're a guy. Then you go back into more biohacking in the area of male enhancement 
And you can use a penis pump for enlargement, 20 to 25% overall penile volume within 10 months of a consistent pumping program. Whoa. And so a lot of guys that I, that are my fans and followers are guys that are doing basically male enhancement penis enlargement as well, because they didn't realize that the penis will respond to essentially progressive overload, which is what they're doing when they go in the gym and they work their muscle groups and they do tiny little micro tears that then rebuild overnight in recovery to get a bigger volume of tissue. And I wish that worked for breasts. It doesn't. <laughs> you can't really pump the breasts and increase the tissue, but mm. you can the penis, which is interesting. Mm. And then for women, it's also mostly what I start with is how do you reverse the issues that happen with that atrophy, such as loss of lubrication, painful intercourse, mm. thinning of the vaginal tissue, urinary incontinence, and diminishment of orgasmic pleasure. Also, mm. labial laxity, a flaccid vulva, and flaccid tissue. And so for that, FemiWave is really good. And also, there's a red light therapy biohacking device I like that's called the Vagina Device. It uses photobiomodulation or red light therapy mm -hmm. and warmth and vibration for Kegel Tony. It goes inside the vagina where Femi Wave is kind of applied outside the body, but it goes through into the vaginal mucosal lining. This is more of a thing that's like an at-home do-it-yourself sexual biohacking device. I use it on the days that I know I'm going to have intercourse with my husband, I also like to kind of warm up and engorge my vaginal canal mm. with the vagina device. And then when women start doing those things, they start doing FemiWave or using the vagina device. Sometimes they're like, oh, maybe I need to get an O shot, an orgasm shot, which mm -hmm. is PRP into the clitoral and urethral spongy tissues. And guys get P shots or PRP into the penis, the Priapus shot. And now regenerative doctors are using things like stem cells, exosomes, not just PRP, but kind of these next generation of regenerative therapies and treatments. So there is a lot that can be done for rejuvenation, you mm -hmm. know, remediation of aging, reversing of genital atrophy so that you have, if you're a man, a nice, firm, hard, veiny penis. For a woman, a soft, supple, lubricated, highly pleasurable yoni. I like the word yoni. You're mm -hmm. a tantric show. You know what a yoni <laughs> is. So I think those are good. But then there's another step beyond that as well. Mm -hmm. And that's less medicine, less sexual health, and more achieving your orgasmic potential. No matter what your body, the human body, the body of the homo sapien, which is what we are, has 20 kinds of orgasms that it can achieve. And women aren't really surprised about that because they know, oh, I can have a clitoral orgasm, a vaginal orgasm, I can have a G-spot orgasm, I can have an anal-gasm, maybe some women have had breastgasms, you know, maybe women have heard about my famous throat gasm, you know, those kinds of things. <laughs> but men generally are like, I'm good. I've got my one and I'm done. And they are really not 
living up to their orgasmic potential in the way that women are trying to. So I'm trying to raise the awareness of that because I've really been teaching ejaculatory choice and male multiple orgasm with Jim Benson for decades now. So that I think is also very interesting. And because people don't understand that there are different kinds of orgasms, different locations to touch, different techniques to use like erotic hypnosis or expanded orgasm and objects of desire that help them achieve more orgasms, whether that's, you know, fetish wear and latex or floggers or what have you, or tools. And I don't like to call them toys because they're way beyond toys, sex tools mm -hmm. that activate new neural pathways from your genital system to your brain, which is where pleasure is mm -hmm. actually created. The stimulation is of the tissue, but the tissue, when it's activated, lays down neural pathways that that essentially trigger different parts of the brain to perceive mm -hmm. pleasure in different areas. And I'd love to talk to you more about how that works, if you'd like to go there, but I really am open to wherever you want to go from here. But that's, that's what it is in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> there is so much in that. Yeah, I would love to go down that path. And also, eventually, I want us to circle back because I know a lot of people are listening heard that they can make their penis bigger. Yeah. And I think we should talk about that because I love how you use the analogy of you can make muscles bigger if you go to the gym. Yeah, so why is this part of our body any different? But let's go down the neural pathways because that is fascinating. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. So there's two studies that I want to tell you about with regard to activating more orgasmic pleasure. Dr. Nan Wise is a neuroscientist and sexologist who has put a lot of women into an MRI and looked at what parts of the brain light up when you touch different parts of the breast and the vulva. And so she realized that it's not just this one little location. It's not like you have an orgasm and this little thing lights up. It's like you can light up all kinds of areas of the brain by stimulating different tissue parts. So that's one thing that I think is really important to understand is that most people have a single pathway to orgasm if they can orgasm or they haven't quite gotten there yet, but they can get there. Everyone can orgasm all the different ways. There's everyone can have all the orgasms and they are all learned skills mm -hmm. that require activation. So she realized, okay, there's a lot of different zones, if you will, in the body that trigger different pleasure points in the brain. And the more of them that you get going at one time, you know, stimulating the nipples, stimulating the vulva, stimulating the lips, mouth, tongue is like a triple system where you can really increase arousal because you're using all, you know, you're stimulating all the areas. Mm -hmm. But also just specifically in the vulva, there was another interesting study that was done that took 41 women and nurse practitioner touched them on different parts of their vulva. They touched them on the clitoral shaft, the clitoral, basically the clitoral tip, the glands, the labia, the introidal sphincter, the, which is the opening to the vagina, the little round muscle that opens to the entrance to the vagina, the vestibule, and the perineal area. And Basically, if you read the study, women had a small number of responses to being touched in these different areas. It feels good. It feels numb. It feels painful. I feel shame. Mm. And 
their conclusion was that different women like to be touched in different places, and their conclusion was incorrect. Those women who felt numb, shamed, painful, they had never been touched in those places in a loving and reverent way, which is what tantric lovemaking is about. And what was also interesting about that study was that they concluded that 40% of the women felt pleasure with their clitoris touched, and 53% felt pleasure with the entrance to their vagina touched. And so they said more women get pleasure from the entrance to their vagina touched. Mm -hmm. And again, they drew the wrong conclusion. The correct conclusion was most of those women had never even been touched on their clitoris. You know how everyone's always, please include the clitoris <laughs> in your lovemaking. And so they equated sex with introidal stimulation, where really all that's happened is that none of the other areas have been activated. They've had shame, religious repression, societal repression, lack of knowledge of their own genital systems, lack of trust and surrender to their pleasure in the bedroom with a partner, or lack of solo pleasuring themselves, which is as you know, so rampant, right? I mean, I don't have to tell you <laughs> that even though you're in service to male partners and trying to help their women have incredible pleasure, that so many women have been traumatized, assaulted, shamed, repressed, and been censored, held, the knowledge has been, been held back from all of us. The censorship that's going on in America where we have very little, if no, sex education, all of the social media censoring, I mean, podcasts honestly are the bastion of uncensored conversation. So at least we have one safe place. Going back to the whole orgasmic activation, one of the things that I've put together, I did an exhaustive study of all of the different categories of the tools that can activate pleasure. And there are eight for the female, for the vulva owner, and eight for the penis owner. And the, the four are essentially, instead of going into the detail of what they all are, what I'll do is I'll just give you a URL so we can cover more ground. At orgasmic cross training.com. I put the eight tools for mm. the vulva, the four tools for the penis, and what I think are the best of breed of each of them. And what I encourage people to do is to start with one tool and then get another one and then get another one. So for women, you know, you're giving her internal vibration external vibration, air stimulation, G-spot pleasuring, etc. There's mm -hmm. liquors, there's wands that penetrate deeply into the body to engorge all that tissue to create more surface area that can send that can get the blood into the women's genitals so that we have more signals parallel processing to the brain, activating higher levels of orgasmic potential and pleasure. Mm -hmm. And orgasms are all a learned skill. And the more of them that you have, the easier it gets. And the more you can begin to take one pathway and then work that one, get turned on, get that going, and then add in the next pathway and add in the next pathway mm -hmm. until pretty soon every part of your vulva, of your penis, your testicles, your prostate, your perineum, feels orgasmically delicious when it's pleasured. And so the, all those women who were shame, hurt, numb, pain, 
The pain can be fixed with regenerative therapies. The shame can be fixed by learning about your body and taking back your sexuality and knowing that you are being kept from knowing what's going to give you a longer and healthier life due to a legacy of repression by people who don't, people who want to keep us controlled and don't want us to be sexually self-expressed because then we're not afraid mm -hmm. and they can't control us. And I know that sounds a little conspiracy theory and I don't like to get very religious, but it is religion that does it. You know, I respect that some people have really good relationships with their God, but a lot of people are just brainwashed into cults that are oppressive, especially for women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you you sharing that because there is so much, so much shame that is placed upon people just from such a young age. And sometimes I hope that it comes like that communication comes from like a good place of just wanting to love and protect and it ends up being something else. And sometimes it's dark and not always positive. I would be curious to know if they ever did any studies like that with men. I haven't seen one. Yeah. But you know, it's going to be the same. Yeah. Men have a lot of shame for their desire, shame for the way their penis looks, shame about touching mm -hmm. their anus and their rectum or finding their yeah. pee spot. They have all that shame too. Yeah. It's there. For mm -hmm. once there's a women's study instead of a men's study. Most of the studies in <laughs> yeah. sexual health are all done on men. Mm -hmm. But yes, it's quite interesting. So really, sexual biohacking is also just orgasmic activation of the tissue. And the mm. tissue is this erectile tissue that's in the penis and the vulva in equal amount. We have as much erectile tissue. We have a penis worth of erectile tissue in our mm -hmm. vulva. Yeah. But the problem is, this is the interesting thing, and I think this is really important for men to understand who are mostly your listeners. You wake up in the middle of the night, you, you have multiple nocturnal erections. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you wake up at three o'clock in the morning with a heart on so hard it wakes you up. You wake up and have morning wood, all predicated on you being healthy, of course. And if you don't have that, you are not healthy. You better start taking better care of yourself. You masturbate daily or multiple times a week. You get a very fast erection, like basically you see a boob and you get a heart on. And when you do that, it takes you just a minute or two for your penis to fill up with blood into those spongy tissue chambers. And that's because you have fast-acting hemodynamics and a straight shot that requires the blood to flow in quickly and block off to hold the erection firm. Women, on the other hand, or vulva owners, we, we are estrogen dominant, not testosterone dominant. So we don't have as much of that horny, lusty molecule. <clears throat> we, we do have some orgasmic dreams we're not waking up with erections in the middle of the night. We're not waking up with morning wood. Our hemodynamics are slow. Everything has to seep into all the nooks and crannies. And it takes about 20 minutes for a woman who's typically very sexually active and about 30 minutes or longer for a woman who's frequently, infrequently sexually active. Mm. And what happens is that most people, when I say sex, they think intercourse. Sex equals penetration. Now, don't get me wrong. I would like to talk to you about some of my orgasmic intercourse techniques while I'm here mm -hmm. if you'd like to go there. I'm, I'm putty in your hands, as I said. But what happens is that 
when you are a man and you're already turned on and you're already horny and you already have a heart on and you're ready to have quote unquote sex, you're thinking about penetration and you've heard that sex means intercourse and everything else is just foreplay, then typically most women all their lives have been rushed to be penetrated and they've been penetrated far before they have their lady boners. And even though that erectile tissue is completely wrapped around the vagina, it hasn't filled in with blood and it's not plumped up yet. And so she's been having intercourse with basically a flaccid vulva and vagina. And so yeah. she can't really achieve orgasm from intercourse mm-hmm. unless she's doing direct clitoral stimulation or using a toy. And if he got her really turned on, played with her breasts, made out with her, gave her a yoni massage, went down on her, put a few toys in her, on her, around her, talked, you know, sensually to her, encouraged her you know, did all of those things and made her feel comfortable and she trusted him and she loves him, she will be able to have orgasms from intercourse without even touching the tip of her clitoris because the clitoris is wrapped around the vagina Mm -hmm. and the stroking, if it's done when right, and that's one of the things I want to talk about are orgasmic intercourse techniques. Mm -hmm. If it's done, she can just come the whole time, come and come and come and come and come and come just from intercourse. And then she can have all the other kinds of orgasms too, clitoral, G-spot, female ejaculatory, nipplegasms, throatgasms, you name it. So the number one sex technique that I tell men is to slow down, turn around, come back and get us and help us get Mm. up on our orgasmic wave so that we can Mm. ride that and come and come, activate everything. Yes. I love that you're sharing this. It's something we've kind of talked a little bit about on the show. And one of the things that I have been thinking about lately in terms of this and the quote unquote floor play part of it and slowing down and noticing that even in that there's like a hardness and a fastness to even those techniques. So I'm curious if you have any guidance on like how a man can excite a woman in that way before moving into full intercourse. What are, do you have any guidance or techniques on how to play with nipples or how to give a massage or just like thinking more tactically about ways to do that aren't because thinking that it just doesn't happen like fast and hard, even before you're in intercourse fully. Yeah. And it's interesting because I'm going to give you a bunch of techniques, but a lot of women rush sex too, because it's mm-hmm. the only thing they know. They're having very yeah. masculine sexual experiences because it's literally all they know. Mm-hmm. A lot of women do it just to get it over with too. But mostly it's yeah. just they, they don't know. One of the things that I have found is that a lot of women, they want to have good sex and they just haven't had it yet. And so they're just doing the same thing over and over again, thinking that this is what sex is exactly, and not understanding that it, for both of you, can be so much more. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I think there are many different strategies. One of them is kissing, which really gets things going. But another one that I I almost, I like 
I like sex to be different every single time, depending on what you're feeling, because women are on a 28-day cycle even after menopause. And so we want, you know, sometimes I have this little kitty cat that has a lion's, a little lion's head on it. It's over there. I can't show it to you. But sometimes we're a lioness and sometimes we're a kitty cat. And then sometimes it switches right in the middle of a lovemaking date. We want a lot of different touch. Another important component is that we're never the same way twice. We want something different every time. So what you did last time isn't going to work this time. So really, that's why your presence is required. Mm -hmm. And I think the other piece is that the slower and lighter <clears throat> that you go, the more she can come and the longer she can come and the harder she can come. Mm. For example, one of the things I've been teaching for the last two decades is something called the expanded orgasm practice. And it's a five-stroke technique. It's been called orgasmic meditation, ex extended massive orgasm, deliberate orgasm. The version that I teach is called expanded orgasm. And it is a very light clitoral stroking technique that allows a woman to drop into and ride that sensation and stay in orgasm for very long times. If you did it hard, you'd blow out her circuits and she'd need refractory recovery. Mm -hmm. So... When women first start, some of them, they really want super hard touch because that's what they've conditioned themselves to. That's their pathway mm -hmm. to orgasm. And if you take away anything, it's that there are many pathways to orgasm. And learning how to do lighter touch can often allow a woman to move from having the one and done, I'm blown mm -hmm. out kind of male ejaculatory experience and more move more into the I'm coming for hours together with you. Mm -hmm. The other piece of it is that holding a woman before you start lovemaking for quite an extended period of time allows you to co-regulate co your nervous systems, slow and synchronize your breathing and your heartbeats, and it allows her to relax and arousal begins in relaxation. So many men are like, what buttons do I push? What dials do I turn? Let me get her turned on. Mm -hmm. But what they don't realize is that there's a step one and that's that you have to get her out of her head and into her body because estrogen is the, the molecule of safety, the hormone, the safety hormone, because women don't walk safely in this world. You know, there was a study across 27 countries at the gender of predators, sexual predators, molesters, abusers, et cetera. And it's 99% men and 1% women across all these mm -hmm. different societies. Men are the predators, women are the prey, and we don't feel safe. And so what our male body partners help us do is feel safe and protected and relaxed that mm -hmm. we can take respite in their arms from this world that we walk in that's unsafe. And once we begin to relax, sometimes we let down a little bit. Tears might come. We have to speak things. We have to get things off our chest. We have to talk it out. We have to let things go. And then we can relax a little bit more. And then we can begin to be touched and stroked. And then we sometimes will want to have more kissing, soft kissing, eyelids, forehead, cheeks, neck, not just like a tongue down our throat and warming up our mouths, stroking our breasts, not just grabbing our nipples, but, you know, soft touch, pleasuring, lifting our breasts, squeezing them a little bit, kneading them. And then 
from there, stroking the nipples lightly, activating them, not pinching or biting until we want that. And the women who want all that pinching and biting, they would be well served to slow down themselves. They are in their masculine and it'll be better for them in the long run. They'll come better if they don't try to rush mm -hmm. to get that feeling, but they just allow themselves the grace to let their body come into its arousal. And I myself still, at this point in my life, Kirsten, I still have to sometimes just tell myself to be patient with my body. Sometimes it takes me a while to let down and relax and get into my turn on. Mm -hmm. And if we stop rushing everything, it makes it so much better. After that, belly, buns, legs, thighs. I teach guys something called the bullseye touch technique, which is you want to go for this creamy center. You want to be like full speed ahead. <laughs> you want to go, you want to grab her by the, and that's the worst lover in the world is someone who grabs her by the, what you want is to work from the outside in, stroke her hair, kiss her cheeks, rub her shoulders, smooth her buns, smooth her thighs, rub her belly. And then you can touch her breasts and then her nipples. You can touch her yoni on the outside before you go in. It really is just working that system to allow her to relax and to get turned on and aroused. And then, of course, there are a ton of oral pleasuring techniques, all kinds, mm. using tongue and fingers and toys. I have a, a video and a download. I think it's a 10x oral, like 10x your oral sex, 10xoral.com that has... I think four really incredible techniques for for the penis and for the vulva owner that are really good ones to learn that'll give you a sense of, oh, wow, that was four and she's got 40 more for each of us, for each body. Okay, there's mm -hmm. a lot I could learn here mm -hmm. that you're not going to see on porn that are very, very good techniques. Mm -hmm. And then getting those toys out, getting that wand out and rubbing the vulva around the outside, kneading the labia, kneading the mons. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to have a good female ejaculatory squirt session, you really have to get that mons loose yeah. like jelly or the blood plasma can't run down and empty into the skein's glands for the contraction to emit the fluid. So it's not just hammering at the G-spot. <laughs> as fast as you can. It's, you know, it's really just like letting her relax and surrender mm -hmm. and letting everything flow in so that she can let her feminine waters release. Mm -hmm. And no, it's not urine. All women can ejaculate just like a man ejaculates and urinates out of his penis. It bo both of those fluids come down the urethral canal. One is ejaculate and one is urine. And there's a little muscle that controls what comes out in mm -hmm. all of our bodies. So I think that's also a very important thing because a lot of people who are interested in tantric lovemaking are very interested in Amrita and the feminine waters. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So these are just some of the things that can really help to reframe what lovemaking looks like you know a hot makeout when you're stroking his cock and he's playing with your boobs and your yoni to get you going is 
and saying words of adoration and telling you how beautiful you look and, you know, all of that. I mean, that can be super hot too. Instead of thinking, I'm just doing all this stuff to have intercourse. Think about, I'm doing all this stuff and I get to have intercourse and I'd like to make her come mm. the whole time I'm giving her intercourse. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Yeah. I When you brought up the toys, it left me with a question. I know some people are weird about using sex toys or tools and just how can people move beyond that? Because I think they can be a really beautiful element of intimacy. Yeah. I'll just say some shitty things here. I would say generally <laughs> a person who is afraid to incorporate tools into pleasuring tools into their lovemaking is a closed minded, insecure person who needs to open up and learn more about how to use these tools mm -hmm. that you use an electric toothbrush, you use an instant pot, you use a coffee maker, you use a battery charger when you go on vacation and leave your car, you use a drill bit. I mean, you have so many tools. Mm -hmm. Why would you not want to bring tools into mm -hmm. the bedroom? Because it's the heart connection, the presence, the love, the holding, the adoration, the worship that she's there mm -hmm. for plus the fun, the adventure, <laughs> the eroticism, the stimulation, the variety, and all of those things are supported by using every tool available. Mm. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, the more that I've studied sex, the more I find that for some reason we tend to make sex seem like this weird thing that normal life principles don't apply to. Going back to even thinking about going to the gym, you work out your muscles. Why wouldn't you be able to do that with your penis? You use tools all the time and during the day. Why couldn't you use tools during intimacy? So I appreciate you sharing that. For anyone that's questioning using a toy or a tool in sex, listen to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and go to orgasmic cross-training for the tools that really make a difference in yeah. expanding pleasure. Yeah. I would love to ask, I know we kind of started with the biohacking and coming back to actually the penis pump, if yeah. we can for a moment, because I would yeah. love to share with everyone listening. I, It's so funny because I think we all seen those scary ads on the internet or in old tiny magazines and things like that about this. And I've always been like, there's no way that actually works, but it seems like there's so much more science coming out showing that it does. And I know yes. you were on Dave Asprey's podcast yeah. showing all of it. And it was so fun to listen and watch that, all of the information that you have. So if you could share a little bit for anyone that's, I don't know any guy that even if you have a big dick, you probably want it to be bigger or thicker or anything. Yes. So that's right. Yeah, if you can share. No woman that. ever, all women want to be richer and thinner and all men want a bigger dick. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm holding up here for those of you who aren't, who are listening to the audio is eight penis pump cylinders from one and a, one and three quarter inches in diameter, all the way up to three and a half. And what's interesting about it is that the hand pump hooks onto the top here and you put your penis in lubed up and seat it on your abdomen. And when you pump, it pulls the blood into the penis. Mm -hmm. And essentially it pulls a little more blood in there than you can get in just having your own erection. Mm -hmm. That expands the capillary system. And then that allows the nerve system to grow to the edges further. And that also increases, it does tiny little micro damage that then repairs and gives you new tissue growth. Mm. And you have to have the right size cylinder. So you have the right amount 
of vacuum. You have to have the right pressure. So you need to have a really good gauge and you need to have a release valve. Mm -hmm. So those three things are super important. So in the pump guide, which is at pumpingguide.com, it has the pump I recommend, which is called the Whopper system, because it's a two-cylinder system. You put your testicles and penis in first, Mm -hmm. and that helps with the length. And then you do pumps with just the penis cylinder, and that does the girth. You don't want to pump up fast. You want to pump up slowly to the negative vacuum pressure so that the girth is distributed through the whole penis and not just making the base big. Mm -hmm. And there are also other tools. There's a traction device. And that I was just going to ask, so how what, the technology of how this works so that there's a suction element of it and yes. that it's all about increasing the blood flow? Blood carrying capacity of the penis. Mm, okay. Yep. So it grows the penis, it grows the tissue, and it increases how much blood can be carried in that chamber, in those three chambers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I know in your in the guide, it tells you all of because it's very specific protocol to make it successful. Exactly. Just for people that are listening, how mm-hmm. often should they be doing this roughly? No more than every other day. Always a rest day. Same as when you go to work out. You never do arm day two days in a row or leg day two days in a row. Mm-hmm. You never do dick day two days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have recovery. And the other thing, it takes about 10 months to see 20 to 25% increase in overall penile volume. And then you can move into maintenance mode where you're just pumping once a week or so just to keep the gains that you've achieved. Any guy that bodybuilds knows that Mm -hmm. when he works out and he gets to his form, that he can pretty much maintain that form a lot more easily than the energy it took to get there. Mm -hmm. There's the traction device called deep. There's the red light therapy. There's also a head enlarger because some men's penises are thin shaft, big head Mm. or big shaft, thin head or bend or, you know, there's a lot of different variation. As you know, if you've seen a lot of penises, you know how varied they are. There's varied as vulvas. And so getting just the right fit, using just the right tool, having just the right negative vacuum, knowing just the right protocol is really what it takes to get those the reversal of the atrophy and then the gains. And pretty soon you will start seeing little red capillaries all over your penis on the surface of your penis. And then pretty soon you'll see them getting bigger and you'll get this nice veiny innervation and you'll have your erection will be super firm Mm -hmm. and you'll get out of the shower and even flaccid. You'll be like, oh, wow, my penis looks bigger even getting out of the shower. And then when it's full and erect, it'll be the biggest it's ever been. You know, for those guys that are like, I'm very skeptical, Mm -hmm. I completely understand. And I have thousands, I have helped thousands and thousands of men with this protocol and this particular Whopper tool be like super happy. And the interesting Mm -hmm. thing about penis enlargement is that what it ultimately does is it gives a guy confidence. When a guy Mm -hmm. is happy with the shape, the size, the look, the firmness, the texture, the veininess of his penis, the performance of his penis... He's just a more confident guy, which Mm -hmm. is one of the things that I love about it. I am so glad that you shared that because I was thinking that piece about it. It's not just how something looks or the size of it. It's like, how do you feel about yourself? And I could imagine whoever he makes love with next is going to feel that confidence and 
Ooh, we love that, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You have shared so much information. I know that there's, I'm going to put all of the guides that you shared in the show notes so people know exactly where to go to get all that. But is there anything that we haven't touched on that you want to share or that is just close to your heart that you're like, I have to say this and get this out there? Yes. One more thing. Mm. I'm going to have this sent to you. This is a new lubricant system. It's a pleasure mm. protocol. It's a company called Foria. And they use CBD, phytocannabinoids, and MCT oil, and botanicals in their lubricant. And then if you're going to have intercourse, they have these, what, what are called melts, which mm -hmm. are these little cocoa butter trochies or suppositories that go up inside her vagina. She can just unwrap one, hand it to her, she can pop it in, and then it'll melt in there. And it's really hard to get lube into the vagina hard mm -hmm. to get it up in there. Even if you coat your penis with it, you can coat your penis with the sex oil, but pop one of those up in there, have her do it. It'll melt so that by the time you get through the yoni massage, if you're ready to have intercourse, then when you enter her, it's going to be so nice and slidey and yeah. rich and wonderful. And the good news is that if you want to stop, pull out and go down on her, you could literally, everything is edible. Everything oh is gosh. just pure and edible. There's no chemical ingredients in it or anything. I just think that there's so much that can be added into our sex life, yeah. be it the tools, the pumps, the lubes, everything is available to us. So why not use it and have fun with it and enjoy it and see what is possible? It is so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us today, Susan. Thank you so much for having yeah. me and being so easy to talk to and such mm -hmm. a kindred spirit. It was my pleasure to come on. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Naked Connection. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Trust me on this, your sex life and that special someone in your life will thank you for it. And if you really love the show, please take a moment and leave a five-star review or a written review and let me know what you think. It would mean so much to me and this show. Until next time, happy connecting.